whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. This is uh, this is one of the, one of the episodes that uh, I'm so looking forward to because it's been, become one of the most requested of all of our guests. Uh, tonight, we've got Kelly Whitehead and Laura St. Ruth from Outback joining us tonight. Welcome, guys. And Hello. I also mm-hmm. have back to the show, um, Red Han. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Of course, I love being here. I love talking. It's my jam. <laughs> They're just about anything, not anything football related. Not just talking. It's fine. Just <laughs> guys, uh, it, it's so good to have you guys here. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, um, you know this is an episode where we get to talk about um, Kelly and Struth, uh, better known as Struth. Well, Laura St. Ruth, better known as Struth. Um, and we're just going to be chatting just about their career, just about experiences from Outback. Um, but just to warm up, um, I just wanted to ask, especially you two guys, how you're feeling now coming down from Outback? Because, uh, you know, I, I asked this question to all the Outback reps that we've come back on. And, you know, obviously we're back in season now, so we're starting football. But you guys have, you know, a little while to go, especially over in WA and Kelly. You know, you're still playing over in the men's league over in SA. So how are you guys feeling? How's the come down been? Um, mine was pretty rough, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm a little bit beaten up after Outback. I don't do well being injured in general, but I think coming from such a high-intense footballing experience and then back to, like, normal life was tough enough and then having all these injuries on top of that has been pretty rough for me. So, yeah, I've, I've started feeling more on top of everything I've got going on um, and just and happy to be involved and be back in the sport as much as I can. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Like, coming back, I didn't really think I'd have such a, like, hangover sort of thing, like just the the lingering of, like, you know, like the mind just stays there so sort of thing um even when you're back here um so that was definitely tough coming back um but now it's sort of like back into routine a bit more and like uh our pre-season's in so like I've been training again so that's really good and you know we're two weeks away from our season so I'm like just really ready to go again sort of thing every franchise has had tons of great players and legendary personalities but who stands out above the rest it's what we dream to do. It's not just a man's game anymore. Go! It doesn't matter how you separate us. We're still one big team, and that's for women's football. It is in our DNA, spiraling through double helixes. It courses through our veins. Through this blood, we are connected. Football is our family. Struth, when does your, when does your season start again? It's a couple of weeks away. Look, that's a great question. Um, yeah, we're waiting. <laughs> so glad you asked, Stacey. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, we, I don't, oh, I should have checked this, but we were waiting, I think, for fixtures to be released just the other day. I think um, teams had to put in if they were, like, registering a team to play. So, yeah, I think the first weekend in October, 
I'm pretty sure when it starts. Yeah, okay. And look, I mean, you sound like you're doing better than us because we've started week one and we still don't have a draw for the for the rest oh. of the season. So we're going no, to feel right. better. Thank you. Yeah. Technically week two and we still don't have a draw, so it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I think we've had these chats before and uh, Red, and Red, you and I, we've had this chat um, about, you know, those deadlines. And as much as you want uh, the leagues to make accommodations for teams to try and get the most amount of teams, at some point they need those deadlines need to be a hard deadline so that players can make up their mind as to what they're doing if by chance the teams don't get up, um, you know. So I think that... You know, it's all well and good to have one as many teams in the league as possible, but, uh, you know, deadlines need to be deadlines for a reason because people need to plan their lives because football test takes up so much of it. Uh, Struz, are you looking, guys, looking at going to nine or 11 this year or are you were nine already? Are you staying nine? Or yeah. Staying over there? yeah, we're staying at nine. Um, I would definitely love to go to 11. Um, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, what rumours to believe and what to just not latch on to but I'm definitely piggybacking on the we'll do 11 next year talk that I've heard so I will push for that for sure no there's magical words that we've all uttered or heard at some point yeah I you know I would love to see WA who's who's you know our strongest league numbers wise teams wise at the moment um try something different from what I guess New South Wales and well I can speak for Queensland have done where we stayed at nine aside and just uh created more teams um and then we've since had a fall off obviously but um you know making that plunge to go to 11 aside um and maybe not expand on teams team numbers rather than um actually going to 11 aside so i would love to see wa test that theory because we always think that maybe we may, missed an opportunity then when um uh, gq or um, gridiron queensland were at seven competitive teams back in the day um and now we're down to nine aside and you know two teams yeah, and I think, yeah, I mean, I, it, I think, and we've spoken about it before, but going to 11, I think, requires more strategic planning than anything else uh, because you've just got so many extra moving parts, extra bodies, uh, you know, and, and consolidation uh, to make a better product is not necessarily a bad thing, um, depending, of course, who's involved in the league and all that sort of stuff. But Kelly, can I ask a question? Yes, yes, oh, sorry. No, please. Just while we're on the topic. Do we think that going to 11 men, because the only, the only really real league that we have to go off, the only experiment that we have is Queensland. Do we think that going to 11 men potentially too early hurt the Gridiron Queensland League? Or do we think that, you know, it, it was a necessary step? What do you guys think? I think, I think that they were so strong for so long that it was, I think it was an inevitable decision, but I think that having as many teams as they had and then trying to condense that down before actually strategically planning how it was going to work season after season, obviously COVID happened um, and you couldn't really stop that. But I mean, the feel from after the 11 aside from Queensland, I don't think it was overly positive. Was it Moran? Like, you know, having two teams playing 11 aside does not sound fun. No, because we we ended up um, we ended up coming up with two different team names, so it wasn't any club specific. So no club uh, got any 
seemingly any benefit from it, but it was home data club. So it was homed at Ravens and it was homed at Thunder, um, but we were called Hendecker and Aces 11. Um, but I think, um, uh, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing, obviously, and I think they they took a risk and it didn't quite pay off for us. Um, I think there's a lot of factors involved, but I think um, we probably went too early um, and we were scrounging around to, to make that team. And um, I'm not sure that the teams were adequately split talent-wise, although it ended up being um, quite a good grand final in the end, which was great. Um, But like Stacey said, I think there needs, I think it was a bit of a a knee-jerk reaction and a quick uh, try it. Let's, okay, we're going to go with it and quickly doing it. And I think there needs to be more strategy behind it. I'm not mad about giving it a go. Um, It just didn't quite pay off like we wanted to. Um, And we're in a situation now where we're still two teams, but we're nine aside and just scraping by. Um, But there's a lot of factors involved with that. COVID being one of them, but not the only one. Yeah. So I think, you know, WA, I think the rest of Australia is definitely looking at what you guys do because, you know, a solid number of teams. Um, But then I also start to think about, you know, we all through all of our seasons in all of our states have had this rise where you hit a certain peak of teams and then you go, oh, yeah, this is the time that we we change course and go do something different. Um, But it's just I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what you guys do. And and like I said, the rest of us are watching because the rest of us are not in a healthy position right now. So, you know, props to you guys. But Kelly, you're still playing with the men. And, you know, I think that this was the biggest talking point. Um, You know, we've had the pleasure of playing with you, uh, Red and I, and obviously Danny and Struce now as well. Christy's the only one that's really missing out on uh, the Kelly Whitehead factor, (laughs) uh, unfortunately, because you're a dirty Queenslander. Um, But, but, you know, the common thing was, uh, you know, how can someone that hasn't had uh, as much experience as the rest of uh, the rest of the country be so good and I guess that it comes from from playing with the men I mean and you've done it for so many years now and from a little kid so talk to us about that whole experience and, and how that ended up preparing you for your outback journey um yes I've been been doing it for uh, four years now so um definitely uh well into it and I say that you were tiny like you're still a baby so let's <laughs> that with you're still really young I, I am just, I turned 23 while we were out on Outback. <laughs> um, no, but I, I do. Yeah, um, I'm 23 too. Yeah. I, I do think that um, playing in the men's team did prepare me a bit, sort of better to go into Outback in that I knew like the other teams were going to hit harder than sort of maybe other people were prepared for sort of thing. And I was also prepared for like the size mismatch. Like I face that every week. Like I'm, I'm decently sized in a women's league. Like I fit in really well, but in a men's league, like I'm small, like I just can't, you know, battle that. That's just the way it is sort of thing. So um, definitely prepared me well to go in for the the physical side of it. And I think that, uh, you know, when, whenever the conversation comes up about women playing in the men's league, you are the, you are who I reference uh, as a point of saying you should let women play in the men's league. If there's no opportunity for them to play in the women's league, or even if they want to improve their skills in any other way that, uh, you know, good things can come out of it. 
Yeah, definitely. And we, like, before the 2018 Nationals, we trained, like, the whole group of SA trained with the men's team before we went, like, and they they didn't play any other games like those girls, but, um, you know, they always wanted to. They were ready to go, so definitely encourage it. So, Kelly, how did you feel going, obviously, playing with the men's at 11 aside and then going into the World Cup playing 11s women's? Do you think that, like, really did, like playing 11s here really prepared you to actually know what you're going to be looking at on the field, feeling confident in what you're seeing. You've seen it before, or you kind of help and direct everyone a bit more. Did you think that like that it trans, like of course it's 11 and 11, but do you think it translated really well from men's to women's? Like what did you find? The, did you find any big differences between that for men's and women? Like what was your thoughts on that? No, I actually thought... It's hard to say because I don't really have a lot of experience playing not 11 aside. So that was sort of just regular for me. Um, I, like as juniors, we did play nine aside. So that was a long time ago. I don't really remember very much. And I was a very different player back then than I am now. So um, now I definitely think that probably was a bit of an advantage as well is that I, I knew what 11 aside was going to look like. I knew, you know, what I was going to see in front of me and how much space I actually would have to cover because... You know, I'm aware of like where, you know, there's less field space that you have to cover in 11 aside because there's more players. So, um, yeah, I think probably prepared me well. That's uh, I, that, that's so interesting that you're like, I was prepared for the amount of space that I have to cover. That is like, that's next level thinking uh, about the game. And, and I love that. Love that about you. Struth, <laughs> what was it like playing with such a baller like <laughs> Oh, my love hearts all day, every day. Oh, absolute weapon. Couldn't be more proud of her. Couldn't be more stoked that I got to just stand next to her on the field and have a laugh and a dance. And, yeah, just have – we had fun playing football together. And I would watch her make a tackle because I would probably have my head in her back half the time and I'd just be so stoked that we were just running amok out there. And I think – playing with such a weapon made me have to step up my game. I was very aware that you can't let the young bucks show me up around here. Got to get these knees cranking and off I go. So, yeah, helped me elevate my game, but also just so proud of her and the rest of the team. Yeah, I mean, you guys you guys made history. You got the first win uh, and that was amazing. Uh, Struth, over in Perth, I've seen you play almost every position under the sun except for like the position you played at Outback. So, how, how, I mean, I mean, I, it helped, it helped that you've obviously spent a lot of time with Kelly Hopkins, uh, and, and we love Kelly, um, her experience and just the way that her passion about football, uh, it's a shame that she's not involved at the moment, um, because I think that, you know, she was, she's just such an inspirational person. And you'd be having coached by her, being her roommate, all that sort of stuff. Uh, obviously, she's prepared you really well for going into Outback. Um, but how, I mean, playing every position, I saw you play quarterback, uh, I think in a WA season, definitely some running back, all those sorts of things. How was that to go into? Because it happens so often at Outback. You, you don't anticipate that you're going to be playing the position you're playing and it can really throw a lot of people. But I think that you really had your head on straight and you definitely improved over the course of the campaign for sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, I love defence. So couldn't be happier to play like that long linebacker safety, strong safety role. Um, definitely helped 
playing a lot of offense and cue in just knowing kind of predicting what offense might run or if they were lining up a certain way in my head I was like ah like okay I can put myself in their shoes I kind of know what I'm looking for and just the terminology and yeah sitting in and watching film it's kind of I think playing like the reverse of your job is always a really good idea to to help like just be smarter in the footballs smarter in the footballs that is totally right and I'm such an advocate for playing both sides of the ball red you're throwing up a whole bunch of emojis uh, on my screen right now <laughs> I have no idea what you're trying to say. I can't get it down <laughs> I can't stop laughing sorry I was just like going through all of these weird little emojis and I couldn't get it to stop anyway all right we're back um I so I wanted to ask Laura was this because I was one of those back in 2017, I was someone who came into the camp in one position throughout the camp, had to adjust and move. Um, was that something, did you go in as linebacker strong safety or were you moved throughout the camp? Like how did that look for you? How was that journey? Um, I went in pretty focused on playing strong safety. And I think mostly because it was a position I had not played before. Uh, we played uh, like an exhibition North versus South match here in WA not long before we went to camp and I got to play weak safety. I was just super excited to play a position I I hadn't played before. So, yeah, I was pretty focused on that, but also really aware that I'm happy to just to be on the field. So if you want to chuck me at free, if you want to chuck me at end, I'll give it a red hot go. Um, I was I was pretty um, lucky to get some snaps in at Sam. So I was in the box a bit, at, more at camp, obviously. But, yeah, always exciting when formation comes out and you get to go in the box and get excited about it. Yeah, next to me. Yeah. Get to be a <laughs> yeah, big dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Kelly, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that actually brings uh, one of those, I, I guess, those silver linings of when we have smaller teams with uh, not the usual numbers that, hey, an NFL team or whatever would have, is that we actually are required to play where the team needs us to play. And, I mean, I, I just think, um, um, you know, in 2017 I was playing in Chicago and I was talking to the um, Americans and there would be no sort of, I'm going to go for a position that I've never played before. Um, but I think that that really uh, talks to the athleticism and the versatility of, but it also talks about the teamness. I'll go where the team needs me because I don't know, I mean... <laughs> We've talked about this many times. I've been trying for years to be a linebacker, so I'm very jealous, Street. Um, I've always been running back, um, but it ends up being personnel. Like we've always always had strong linebackers, um, and so they needed people to run the ball. So that's why I was um, uh, running back. And and whilst there is, you know, we say that people come in there's a position for every you know body type and all of that sort of stuff. Sometimes you're required to do what's necessary, and I think I love that about gridiron as well is that teamness where hey I'd really love to be playing linebacker or another position but hey my value in this team is running the ball at running back so I I just love that about the Australian uh, league across Australia. Mm -hmm. 
Kel, Struth, what's uh, what's the future look like for you guys? I mean, you know, looking at this season, uh, I'm assuming that you guys are as devastated as we are that there are no nationals for us this year. Uh, so I guess, you know, we're, we're all talking East Coast. Uh, you know, we were talking before we came on air about, you know, the national travel uh, competition and, and how we're potentially trialling that without knowing it at the moment in New South Wales. Um, but over with you guys, you know, uh, Costs-wise, prohibitive, uh, you know, we'd love to get back over and, and verse WA again because that Nationals, 2018 Nationals, was a, was a, it was great to have WA, um, you know, come out and, and, and show us what you guys have been working on over there. But I guess what's the future looking like for you guys? Are you thinking about going overseas? Are you think looking forward to the next potential of playing Nationals? Like, like what's, I mean, if anyone had an idea about what was happening for our sport in the next couple of years. That'd be really nice. But what, what is your personal football journeys look like right now? Great question. Um, I would love to go overseas. I'd love to play in the States and give that a red I'll go. Yeah. I just think I heard I... something Laura. Uh, oh, yeah, I would love to. I think I'm a really big, um, I love learning. I love learning about football. I can't get enough of it. I think you can never really be smart enough in the footballing world. And I think if I can apply that to my physicality in the game, I, I'd be happy. I just want to keep playing at the highest level I can play at until I can't anymore. So, yeah, we'd love to obviously go on another Outback campaign as well. I won't I won't put that one in the trash. I think that'd be amazing to do. Can yeah, I, I think, just say uh, from all of these responses, I'm just falling in love with Laura. You're a legend. <laughs> I've never met you before, but you are so cool and your vibe is awesome. You're just a legend. I think you're like the ideal teammate that anybody would want on their team. You're, you're awesome. There we go. Fantastic. Here I am like, got, I've got cold sweats. I'm not really cool at all. <laughs> Not creepy at all, Red. Not creepy at all. Roommate, no. <laughs> no good. <laughs> you shut up, Kelly. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> She's also a good roommate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree. I'd love to go play in America. I just think that's sort of the the next level. Um, you know, you, I just don't think we have that level here in Australia that you're going to get. Like, obviously, Nationals was great. Like, 2018 Nationals was the best. Like, I would love to do that again. Whoever wants me, take a pick. Um, obviously, okay. not going to say so. <laughs> Get hey, lost, Queensland. Get out of here, Queensland. Hold on. I, I think we saw oh, a uniform on you. I don't think that can change. The blue, the blue uniform, right? <laughs> there we go. Ready for training tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I would love to get across to America if we could. Um, I definitely think. Where I am in my playing career, like playing in SA is great with the men's team. I definitely learn a lot and stuff. But after being at the World Cup, I think just the level is not where I want to play sort of thing. Like, and I think that America would probably have that sort of thing. Um, Carol, do you think that you'd potentially try and play for the men's in their nationals campaign, given given that you've been playing club season, I don't assume that there would be anything like legality wise for you not to. Um, it's my understanding because it's like an official GA nationals that I won't be allowed to. Um, only because like we 
we are capable of having a women's one. So that's like sort of where I'm set to play sort of thing. So I, I, I don't think I can, but um, I'll definitely train with them. Like, and if I do end up in America next year sort of thing, then, um, you know, that would be good training to go over there. So um, depending how, how early the, the season starts over there, I don't know when I'd have to go. So um, I think word on the street is that Nationals is going to be in February for the men's team. So, um, I mean, I, I would love to play in it, but um, sort of just depends. Yeah, I don't think I'm allowed to. I will look into that. We would love to see you girls over in America. I think it would be great to see some more people head over there and get that experience. Um, there's been a few of us now, and I think the more girls that we can get over there, getting exposed to the sport even more, getting more knowledge coming back, bringing it here, the better for our sport's going to be. So I really hope that if you girls want to do it, you can definitely find a team. Um, hopefully that will um tick all the boxes that you you would like um and yeah hopefully we can see you over there either next year or the year after or something like that yeah, yeah definitely it'd be so much fun i mean i'd also it, love yeah. to play for wa because i haven't had that opportunity yet so i'm kind of looking forward to to putting that one in my pocket as well it was kind of strange just you know coming at our back campaign and even some of the coaching staff was like, oh, did I see you at Nationals? And I was like, nah, it was before I even started. And like, you've just only played club. I'm like, yeah, yeah I sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be cool. I mean, I'd, yellow and black, I'm not sure if that's my colours, but. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty badass, like... though. The black and yellow goes hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look bad at all. Um yeah, guys, like this, this has been amazing. And I definitely hope that you do get over to the US because now that we've got so many of you guys that have gone over that, you know, you guys who have gone over have such a different bond um, than the rest of us here. And I think that you guys really just need to come together and, and help each other out with all that sort of stuff. You know, if you need help reaching out to anyone, hit us up. Red's been over, Danny's been over, Christy's been over. Um, you know, and I'd also like to see some girls head over to the WFA you know, as well. They're, they're equally as good as, as the WNFC, um, <clears throat> depending on which way you look at it, depending on where you want to go. Um, but yeah, there's just so many options out there. And I really think that you guys just need to kind of band together and, and, and eventually we'll have a product that we can sort of market to get everybody over there to be more cost effective, hopefully for everybody involved. We just, you know, no one's made of money these days. But guys, this has been awesome. Um, let's wrap this one up with our rapid fire for tonight. And we want to travel back to Finland. Uh, and we want to talk about players from other countries that we want to bring to Australia. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Danny, I'm going to kick this one off with you. Oh, God. Um, look, there, there are so many that I would love to bring to Australia. So, so many. Um, but the one for me I'm just going to have to go with is my old teammate, Siobhan, um, from the US team. So, unfortunately, she actually didn't get to play because she um, did her knee again while they were at camp um, in the US. She still flew over with the team and stuff. But 
she is one of the best linebackers in the country and she's just an animal and I would love to play with her um, again and bring her over and just everyone just soak everything up from her because she's just absolutely unbelievable. So she's my one. Struce, who are you bringing over from another country? Uh, look, if I could remember people's names, that'd be a plus, but I wouldn't mind like half the Canadian team because not only are they just bloody legends, um, they just have such a, like, a, such a variety of talent on their team. Like, I think it's their free safety with the beautiful, luscious long hair. She was running about just being a baller. Like, all of their line probably just destroyed me on multiple occasions. And, yeah, they, yeah, they were just really awesome. It was great that they were in the same building that we're in. We got to have good chats to the Canadians. But, yeah, I half their team, the whole team, whatever. Bring them all. I don't care. I love them. Kelly, who are you bringing over from another country? You can't say Canada um, now because they're all covered. Hey. Nah, nah, no good, no good. If, if I was going to bring someone, I think I would um, be interested in uh, the Mexico quarterback. She was great, you know, so so athletic. Like, we thought we had her in the pocket so many times and then it was like, bam, she's thrown a 25-yard pass. Like, and we just like, how did that even happen? So, yeah, definitely her. She was superstar. Oh, yeah, she was beast. That's for sure. I mean, those, uh, you know, post-game show, we were just so in awe about just some of those throws, those back shoulder, corner fades, like you just couldn't get anything more perfect. Uh, and I'm all for bringing quarterbacks over here because as a country, we need to do more to develop our quarterbacks. So that's a really good choice. Moran, who you got? I'm going to throw it old school back to, um, like Denny, back to a Chicago Force player that I was with and um, Red's going to get excited about that just based on the name. But uh, Emily Belanger, we're all known as Banger. <laughs> um, she is an amazing linebacker. She uh, also plays rugby, rugby union. Uh, and she is one of those players that don't just hit you, they hit through you and through your soul uh, and fold yeah, your I've heart. I know about it. Yep, yeah, that's going out. So she uh, took great delight in tackling me in 2017 as the Aussie running back and her as the Canadian uh, linebacker. She enjoyed it too much. Red, let's round this one out. Who you got? Uh, well, look, I did want to say screw other countries. I just want Struth to come and play in my team. But uh, <laughs> I um Probably, I, I was going to say the Mexican quarterback, but to shake it up a bit, I think I would say Elizabeth Jenkins from Team USA, uh, number 78. She is revered across the WNFC as just line, absolute, right? yeah, she's a center. And she's just like, you know how they always say like the center is supposed to command the O-line and you, you rarely really see it, like physically see it on the field. Um, especially in the women's team, sort of the, the O-line's still all sort of learning and working together. She is a force to be reckoned with. She's incredible. So to bring that sort of experience over for O-line, that would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, she is quite intimidating. I think I, I messaged Red through the Outback campaign. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's terrifying. <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, we played against that. I'm like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, terrifying. Definitely. Uh, for me, I'm looking at Lucy Petey from uh, Great Britain. Safety uh, had a great game over there. Uh, 
and also I mean I'd love to bring Phoebe Schechter I'm such a Phoebe Schechter fangirl um from way 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 back uh love to bring her over as well um but then there's also you know a couple of players from uh Canada I'd love love to bring over um a couple of the Canadian D-line like you Struth all about the Canadians their vibe is just something else uh, you gotta love it, uh, and then also, you know, Brittany Bushman from Team USA. Like, like I said, bring the quarterbacks over here. Just let's just run something to develop our, our quarterbacks over here because I don't think it's been done enough. Same with O line, um, you know. And, and it's interesting looking at those two positions and why they aren't developing as well as we think they are. Is it because we don't have the right people coaching those positions? Is it is O line and quarterbacks specifically? female geared differently when we're coaching it potentially over here I don't know um, but I think if we get some players out here and, and kind of expose a little bit more to what what we're looking at it might help um, the game develop that's for sure but that's it that's it for us guys because I have uh, you know we're, we're, we're still running on uh, free zoom which is only 40 minutes long um, unfortunately <laughs> here at Mojo uh, <clears throat> kick, shout out to anyone who wants to you know sponsor us for some uh, paid zoom that'd be nice um, but guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. This, this episode is going to be great to listen to for anyone who was a part of the Outback campaign or anyone who is still keen to get involved with the sport. Um, any closing remarks, Struth, Kelly, that you want to give? Uh, thanks for having us. Mm. And good to see you guys again and meet those who I haven't met, obviously. But, yeah, just wanted to say, again, how super proud I am for everybody, all of the people out there grinding every day in the gym, thinking about football when they should be thinking about work, you know, doing their thing, just keep balling. Dang, summed it up perfectly. (laughs) You know, and, uh, you know, season's kicking off around Australia very, very soon. We will keep you guys updated. Red, thanks for coming back on the show. We will see you again very soon, I'm assuming, because, you know, you just can't stay away. (laughs) <laughs> no worries thanks for having me pleasure pleasure everyone uh thanks again uh join us next week uh we're going to be wrapping up gridiron new south wales we're going to be trying to get an insight on what's happening around the country we've got some other guests lined up but tag a mate share this episode uh follow all of us on all of the socials uh let's just spread the word you know we did such a great job during the outback campaign getting the social numbers up there if we can just keep this going potentially we could see some recruitment come through struth good luck for your um gw season over there hopefully uh, you guys could potentially come away with a championship kelly good luck over there with the men give them hell my friend and uh we will look into getting you uh potentially playing for nationals if we can i'm sure there's a loophole somewhere uh that we could possibly look at exploiting Uh, but we'll do all we can to get you guys playing some more and uh yeah we'll see you guys You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.